1: Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Tennessee second down and ten. Mahomes is in the gun. (laughs) He's flanked by his running back, his arms extended,
0: three wide, gets the snap, four-man rush, moves up, he gets a block, he runs to the near side, he's on the numbers,
1: he breaks a tackle at the thirty. comes to the near side, breaks another tackle, down the sideline, 25-20, got a block at the 10, cuts inside, five, he's head What a run! Touchdown, Kansas City! Patrick Mahomes! A dazzling 27-yard zigzagging run! And the Chiefs have taken a lead 11 seconds before halftime. All right, welcome into Purple Daily. Jonathan following the producer rules, which is whenever you can play Kevin Harlan, you play Kevin Harlan. And every time that I hear him now do a big play. I think of the time the guy was on the field. And he's drunk and he's at the 20. So a great Kevin Harlan call right there. In studio, former NFL quarterback, our journeyman correspondent, Sage Rosenfels has found his way here to Minneapolis slash St. Paul, depending on what side of the room you're sitting in. Hey, listen, Hi, Sage. listen to Kevin Harlan.
0: is It's like a little bit of a heart attack in there. I mean, it's just sort of <laughs> yes. you're waiting for all of a sudden the the, the sound to go blank. And then for you hear a loud noise, and he's had a heart attack. I mean, it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's something. Like Gus Johnson, another, he did, caused a lot of uh, Fox uh, games in the Big Twelve Conference, and and he's one of the great uh, callers of college football games that will get you pretty excited. So that that was a great call, and that was a great play by a great player. Yes. The best player in the NFL, though not the MVP. I think that's Lamar Jackson, but I do
1: think I agree. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. And the low-key MVP is Matt Moore for keeping the ship afloat to get Kansas City that two-seed so they could be playing in Kansas City yesterday. And once again, a two- or a one-seed in the Super Bowl. Matt so. Moore,
0: who signed off the street had took last year completely out of football, and then went and played the Vikings uh, uh, at home and got a huge, huge win. And, some, that, and that was one of the reasons the Vikings didn't get a buy. That's right. uh, in, in the first round, and with that number one or number two seed, they were close. Uh, I would say, but that would have been one of the big losses. Not notwithstanding the couple early on, but mid season, that uh, you're playing against another good team on the road. But their backup quarterback, who didn't play football last year, is starting. You got to win that game. The Vikings did not end up ten and six. End up getting a six seed on and on and on.
1: And that's where I want to start with you, Sage, is the lens that I am now looking through everything with when it pertains to can you be a Super Bowl caliber team, can you get back to the NFC Championship, all those things for the Minnesota Vikings, is how do you get to a one or two seed? I don't really want to hear about anything else because all the teams since 2012 have been either a one or two and the last team to be a five or six seed to win the Super Bowl had Aaron Rodgers in his prime in 2010, and so you have to go way, way back. And there's another thing, too, about this, that most of the teams who are making the Super Bowl now, I know that Denver was the outlier here, but most of the teams, even through the history of the game, outside of a handful of other situations that were kind of weird or fluky... Have a great quarterback. They have a great quarterback, but they also have great offenses.
0: The AFC thing, where it's been, what, Tom Brady... Ben Roethlisberger or Peyton Manning in the AFC for like 17 of the last 19 years and or now something Mahomes. like that. And now Mahomes. And maybe you never hear one of those other names again. Uh, and a lot more Mahomes is coming up, but uh, he is a great quarterback. How long he can stay healthy for, I don't know. He's bigger. When I, when I first saw him play, I thought he doesn't seem that big, but mm-hmm. I think he is. He seems to sort of brush guys aside sometimes and yeah. play. He's got some just natural strength. He doesn't seem that big, but his arm strength and the way he can throw and the way he's got this head coach dialing it up and using that great player to the best of his strengths and always a well coached offensive line. That's the thing with Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. He has good teams one is because if you have a really good offensive line that helps the entire football yeah. team. And I think Andy Reid is one of the great line coaches in the NFL, but he's got this quarterback who really is special and uh and, and and how uh San Francisco slows them down. I'm interested because San Francisco is the number one secondary in the NFL, 169 yards a game given up passing the football. Yep. That's incredible especially when you won 13 games in the regular season. You winning games, you giving up some yards in the fourth quarter because you're up by 10 points, you're up by 14 or 17, and you'll just play a little cover too, and yeah, you know, you'll get those completions up. At 169 yards a game, they're making everybody fight for every yard, even in those wins, and uh, th- that will be a really, really fun piece to look at in this game and obviously talk about for the next two weeks, which, uh, you know, a lot of the country is going to talk about this game for the next two weeks. And obviously for the Vikings, how we relate to our current situation Mm -hmm. of where this team is, what it needs, and can it be in that spot next year? uh, You know, that's what we're talking about today.
1: So there's two conversations to be had as it pertains to these two teams. With Kansas City, it's all about whether you move on from your version of Alex Smith, which is Kirk Cousins. And try to find your Mahomes. Of course, Mahomes right now looks like an all-time great quarterback. So it's not super, super easy. But could you find someone who is just as good as Kirk Cousins on a rookie contract that could potentially allow you to spend a lot more money in a lot of other places to build up a totally stacked roster? And that's what Kansas City's been able to do with an all-time great quarterback is build up their stacked roster, pay the guys they need to pay, bring in somebody like Frank Clark, pay Tyreek Hill to stick around, and, and so forth. Also, he's on the rookie deal and he is the best player in the league. So that's the perfect cocktail for being in the AFC championship last year, being in the Super Bowl. And then even when he does get paid, he's probably good enough, so you'll be back. This won't be the last Super Bowl yeah. Patrick Mahomes. It is, is amazing,
0: be though, the aspect of the the advantage teams have with those first round yep. know, quarterbacks. The problem with the Vikings, at least for one more season, is there's a guaranteed 28 or 30 million dollars yeah. or wherever that number is that is you, you can't do anything with that you could trade it you know it's maybe one of those situations where teams like yeah we'll pay him 10 you'll pay the the 20 uh but that's not gonna help with the vikings that much so even if they draft somebody who they think is going to be the future of this franchise if they don't think it's Kirk cousins that's going to be the you know Pat Mahomes, and and then rely on the quarterback uh they need a lot of help around the current guy because I look yes. at him as—is yep. as that Alex Smith or Jimmy Garoppolo? What he did last night—he didn't have to do very much. That'd be nice. No, not that, that much. Kirk Cousins in the playoffs and the regular season had some games where he was throwing the ball 15 times because uh, they could run the ball for 200 yards and have all these running backs and all these designs and and to get the ball to these fast wide receivers who can take him to the house. And the creativity of the running game last night was a beautiful thing to watch. It really was. A guy who's been cut. This was not Adrian Peterson. This yeah. was not a young Ricky Williams. This was not <laughs> Eric Dickerson. All right. This guy ran for 200
1: and some yards last night and was cut by six teams. Yes. Six teams. That's it. I mean, it is incredible what they did with a rotation of running backs. And then you watch him run. You're like, how did that guy not make teams? He flies, (laughs) you
0: know, he's like Aaron Jones. He runs a lot like Aaron Jones. I mean, he just gallops and he's got some serious juice to him. But the way they put that running game together with Kyle Shanahan, with Mike McDaniel, who's the run game coordinator, uh, John Benton, who's the O line coach. It is, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And it's rare that you get to go into, and against a Packers defense that wasn't terrible against the run this year. Um, you know, and, and they did a lot of things that caused the Vikings problems. One thing we talked about during the season, by the way, is they were up the field a lot in the Vikings yep. games, which made the bootleg game harder, right? Yep, yep. Hard to get outside. But well, allowed them
1: to be able to run the first time when they were at Lamba. And the 49ers
0: just, uh, you know, just kept running the football with those upfields, Darius Smith up the field. Mm-hmm. And there were some big, Big lanes in there, uh, so the whole that was sort of a masterpiece of the modern day running game. And by the way, it wasn't just zone. It, you know, you watch, we watch Vikings games, and we watch this Kubiak rick Dennison thing. There's some some uh, great runs. They do a lot of inside, outside, zone, occasional. That wasn't a mix of all types of things and yeah. things that with all these jet sweeps and it was fast. And there's there's so much speed. That's what this. Uh, um, Vikings team doesn't have a ton of is like five wide receivers that all feel like they can run four, three, eight. Yeah. That's what it seems like. And that Debo guy is unbelievable Debo after Samuel, the catch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's like he's, a running back. He's, a, he's like a running back out there. And then they got other guys who can just fly at wide receiver and the running backs are super, super fast. There's just such an explosive football team on the ground and Kansas City is an explosive football team through the air. Should be a great matchup.
1: So with the two teams looking at them through the view of how can the Vikings be them. With Kansas City, we agree that the, there's really only the one route.
0: That's not the game plan. The Vikings aren't going to win playing Kansas City football.
1: Right. Does but that make sense? The only thing you can really take away from them, because Kansas City football is set up your playmakers to get the ball, and then that guy does something stupid.
0: Like that and, you, he, and you can only cover one of these tight a Travis Kelsey, or yeah. one of these receivers for so long. Right? they got right. a couple guys who can roll out, too. You know, Tyreek Hill and... Number 17, those guys are, they look like sprinters right. out there. Right? And he's
1: rolling around, and those guys can come back to him, and they seem to have chemistry with him after a couple of years of playing together. A lot of street ball out there. Th- that's really hard to find the Mahomes. Yeah. But it's, it's about the potential of having that cap space that it would give you to move on from Kirk and hoping that. The next quarterback could either be as good with the cap space or better in certain types of situations.
0: You're telling me that this off season, over the course of the next, what is it? Is it May second or something? Is the draft? You just the first couple of days of May. That you're at, you're going to ask me to study all of these guys, and can we? <laughs> oh, find yeah, you're watching tape again. Can we find the next Pat Mahomes in the second round? And everyone goes, how did they miss him in the second round? Because you know the the m v p was not drafted you know super super high. the guy lamar jackson probably yes. going to be the m v p this year even the yeah. Holmes fell a little bit in the first round, but you know maybe i I can find someone who's a diamond in the rough and uh you know i i should try i should i should probably put my you know drafting quarterback skills to the test, and then we can keep track over time and see how terrible I, I do.
1: I know, because we're all kind of bad at it. But I did dig up a tweet from me yesterday saying Mahomes was the best quarterback in that draft. I, I will not comment on any of my Johnny Manziel takes, but... Uh... You know what's really tough? You know what's really hard? Is I trained the Washington State
0: quarterback recently in Colorado for about five days, and their plays are like this. A-96. That's the whole play? That's the whole play okay that's some sort of like vertical routes with a possible like come back on the outside versus off coverage or something like that like that's it they also have like a 92 you know it's like, like those are their plays and trying to get him ready for the senior bowl and spongebob picture uh, when you're in a west right slot three jets uh, uh three jet you drive co and like explain to him what you're looking at what the three jet what the read is what the protection is what you know? All these things they've never done that stuff before. Mm-hmm. And Pat yeah. Mahomes was in basically that offense with yes. more. I definitely know that. Um,
1: That's why his year off really helped. His year as a backup. I mean, for Alex Smith.
0: Yeah. D- oh, absolutely. And but but also just really helped that. Uh, I think that his coach at, at Texas Tech was a little bit more uh, NFL, the Arizona coach. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. But had some NFL concepts because he played some years in the league and he had more. So that it wasn't as big a jump. Probably protections, mm-hmm. if anything, were a little bit. That's what these college kids a lot of times don't understand is the complexity of NFL protections. Yeah. There's a lot going on out there. Yeah. And if you miss, you're, you're really in trouble. Um, with guys like Kirk, it's definitely a sack, but guys like Mahomes, occasionally they can miss and just sort of let it ride and go, well, I'm just going to go see if they're, make sure, you know, well, eh, I'll, I'll make that guy miss and I will go out, out here and run 35 yards for a touchdown and <laughs> right. look back at a right. guy. You know that that run that run yesterday, well, but the great great players can do that every once in a while because you can't you can't execute your way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, occasionally you actually have to make some plays, and uh and, and even
1: the the slower quarterbacks throughout history, even the Brady, even the Joe Montana, like, Brady's Bra- a total playmaker, right. right? I mean they they have a Eli baller Manning mentality. Mates, Eli to them. Manning it was
0: definitely a baller. You know, I, I think. uh um Case Keenum had a baller mentality it just didn't have like all the talent in right. the arm of Tom Brady and uh, you know, but, but he was out there. You could tell that was like his natural instinct was to attack, you know? Yeah. Um, and usually a team that wins the Super Bowl has a guy that does that. Garoppolo does do that. He has the ability to bring teams back. He's brought teams back something like four times four this times, year yeah. in the fourth quarter. Um, but he's also, he's also been a heck of a game manager and good for him for being a game manager. What a great spot to be in. Uh, and, and so he do, but he does that have a, that ability. To put his team, you know, on their own 10 yard line. You got 55 seconds. You got one timeout. Get us in field goal range. He's done that once or twice this year. So, you know, that is something that is huge. That is, that's the clutch aspect of it. There's game manager and there's clutch. And sometimes clutch is being a playmaker. Sometimes it's stepping up in the fourth quarter in the red zone, those types of things.
1: And, and this is the frustrating part for Vikings fans about Kirk Cousins is that. He has these games that just keep you from being a one or two seed that Jimmy Garoppolo did not have. Games where the quarterback simply does not show up to play in that game and takes sacks and has turnovers and makes mistakes and cannot move the ball at all. And that's what happened against San Francisco, and that's what happened against Green Bay twice. That's what happened against Chicago, and for the most part, it happened against Kansas City. And then does not often come through at the very end. One game against New Orleans doesn't erase a lot of other games where he had potential game-winning drives. And it's a kick in the stomach for Vikings fans to have had a team that was worthy of being 13-3 and yeah. and a schedule that set them up for that and statistics in their points for, points against, but just got no-show performances from their quarterback in too many incidences where there was no overcoming that for the rest of the team. And I was looking at Jimmy Garoppolo, and this is where the they part ways a little bit, I think, I think they're similar, but where they part ways is that Garoppolo faced a lot of good teams this year. They actually had a tough schedule and yet found a way to show up in most or all of those games. Even when he was missing George Kittle and Emmanuel Sanders, I think, lost because his field goal kicker missed the field goal against the Seattle Seahawks in that Monday night football game. He beat Aaron Rodgers in the regular season where his defense was great, but he was also great. And then in the game that made all the difference, when New Orleans was going crazy all over their defense and scores 46 points, Garoppolo gets the ball at the end of the game, makes a play to George Kittle, they end up winning the game 48-46, and even playing Russell Wilson in Seattle, in the last game of the year, they get ahead in that game. They hang on at the very end. That sets them up to have a one seed. And even against the Vikings, Garoppolo got them ahead, and then the running game finished that that game off. So when Vikings fans are looking at San Francisco and saying, well, yeah, I mean, Garoppolo's not that much better than Kirk Cousins, or look, his box score stats aren't as good – Cousins is missing some fundamental things that correlate to winning, like you mentioned, whether it's mobility or the or a baller mentality or not feeling the pressure or just being able to get the ball out quick. And a lot of these things are short with him, and I think that that makes the decision of whether to sign him to a contract extension really challenging for the Vikings because he gave you 10 wins. He gave you a 100-plus quarterback the stats, rating. The
0: stats are beautiful.
1: Right. They're right. really good. And it, was, it was even fifth top, by PFS. Yeah, fifth,
0: fifth best quarterback. Of the year. But I think if you asked most people who watch all the games, they wouldn't say he's the fifth. I mean, he and Pat Mahomes are not in the same category. Right, right, right. Russell Wilson, not the same category. Um, I, I think when, and that's where numbers are so scary with with, with with how you rate people. And this is why people miss on quarterbacks. Like, who has that sort of it? Like, I always thought, Drew Brees, and amazing, he might end his career with one Super Bowl appearance. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers might end his career with one Super Bowl appearance. This goes to show how crazy. What, uh, what, what Tom Brady did with nine is just yes. insane. Nine of them, all right? So we're trying to get the, the Vikings to, to one and get Kirk to one. But it's just it's just so, so hard. But at some point during those seasons, the quarterback has to make a couple really clutch great plays. Yep. It just sort of happens in those years. Yep. Even Rex Grossman had a moment in the NFC Championship game against the Saints. He had the perfect situation. Terrible weather. Going against Drew Brees and Reggie Bush and that thing that should be on turf, so they had that that was I think that was a one-two situation, but it was a perfect situation for him. And he hit a tight end on a corner post and sort of moved the safety, and it was a tight window throw in terrible weather and made a clutch clutch play. I think it was in the second half, but sort of was one of the main scores that made them win that football game. He made a clutch play. You have to make some clutch plays at the end of the games, and Garoppolo is right; he has done that this year. The thing, the reason the Packers won more games this year is because. They weren't asking Aaron Rodgers to be clutch all the time. It was like, just, you know, we'll have the running game. Our defense, was they were so much better defensively than they had been in the past. And you don't have to bring out the magic every single play. And I think that's what got him in trouble last night. He was trying to do too much too early. He he got sacked. He had a a double slant to the left. They replayed it. He got sacked. He has Jersey pulling down and, and run down by somebody. He had the outside slant. Now, it's it's not the most beautiful look because i think it was against richard sherman or a corner and was his running back but aaron jones runs he's a really really good route runner yeah and i think aaron was a little concerned that somebody was going to jump it he throws that ball it's a first down i think it was a third and three or third and six or something he has that play tries to do more and then Mm -hmm. gets sacked and he you know that throwing that interception at the end of the first half that cost them points so he was trying to do too much too early the The great quarterbacks they learn that that you know the, the game is sort of a marathon and you don't have to and the older you get the harder it is to do it on a on a common on a regular basis yeah. and right now yeah. Russ and Wilson can like sort of do it the whole game yeah but as he gets older like it's when he gets when he turns four he he might play for a really long time by the way. But when he turns forty, that's how Peyton Manning won his late Super Bowl is by sort of allowing the team to sort of go. Now, if he if he needs that two minute drive, he's going to be money on that two minute drive and and work his way down the field. But you know to not have to bring out all the magic stuff. uh, You know, first second quarter on on first and second down. Let the team sort of you know dictate who wins and loses in those battles.
1: Yeah, and even uh, John Elway late in his career didn't have the huge statistics, but won the Super Bowls in part because they built up their roster and then he did enough. Wasn't it illegal
0: or something? Didn't they? Didn't they like? uh, There was no salary cap thing at that point. I think they got busted. Um, It was right around like when there was sort of a salary cap, but at the time it was sort of like, well, you know, we can sort of pay uh, uh, (laughs) you, you know, give you a car dealership over here. Oh, sure, yeah. It was
1: like it was like early salary cap years. I think that goes on a lot in sports, like with Brady. Not with back at quarterbacks, it doesn't. Dang it! (laughs) Yeah, they don't give you car dealerships. Yeah, with Brady, there was a story a few years ago that no one cared about where Robert. Craft I believe, was funneling money through some doctor to Tom Brady, and everyone was like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> I like, yeah, that's circumventing the salary cap. Nah, who cares? Whatever. They've yeah. done worse. Um, but uh, to your point, needing the quarterback to step up at the biggest times yeah. has just always been a question with this team, and it does not, with the Vikings, I mean, and, and it does not disappear because of one win in New Orleans, in which he was great at the end. I mean, the throw to Rudolph, the throw to Thielen, he deserves all the credit for that. But as you make decisions going forward, you have to decide if your window is still open, if you can build a roster around Kirk Cousins that's ever going to be perfect enough to get you to the point where the San Francisco 49ers are, and if he's ever going to be able to make those plays in the regular season. What's weird to me is that, A lot of people look at the playoffs and then they decide what their conclusions are going to be. Oh, well, see, Derrick Henry got them there. Well, yeah, I mean, he was a big part of that. In the regular season, it was their play-action game with Ryan Tannehill that was getting them a lot of wins down the stretch because he was playing exceptionally, exceptionally well. So we have to look at what gets you to be a one or two seed, and then, as you mentioned, Rex Grossman went to a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning wasn't playing well, go- and he went to a Super Bowl. Why? Because they got to play at home the whole playoffs.
0: That and their teams were loaded, and that's where right. Garoppolo was yesterday. Right. So the question is, can the Vikings? So let's now let's not talk about the quarterback for a hot second, and let's go to the rest of r- the roster. Can they make? Can how can we get that San Francisco team? I mean, my God, they've it. got some two players.
1: That's that's the reality. That D-line, two years
0: ago, that D line is ridiculous. And the, the secondary is really, really good. And you know, they the way they run the football, I, I would love it if the Vikings uh, watched a lot of San Francisco film this offseason in Cubs and and they sort of figured out what some of that stuff that Kyle's doing because there's some real yeah. stuff anymore in, in there and and uh, And the Vikings do have an explosive running back. you know we have a, we have a whole bunch of little backs that you know, a whole bunch of backs that we like, and they're they're different, but we got a couple of guys uh you know running game is a is a strength for us, but if they could add a little more creativity to it, I'd like to see Dalvin cook in some of those holes uh you know, last night that uh the 49 ers were, were were carving up on, on that defense that the Vikings couldn't do that well against this year in the regular season.
1: Well, I think if we're looking forward, we would say that the offense. Assuming that whoever takes over for Kevin Stefanski carries on a lot of the same things and then adds to it, adds new wrinkles to it, can still be pretty good. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins will have some regression. There's just no way around it. I mean, we- can, I, can we say this also? This is the first
0: year of this offense, and this is Kyle's fourth year. Right. So you have to sort of build, yeah. you know, the, you have to have the sort of the building blocks of how the whole, all these things work and the players start to sort of get the details. And it just takes years and reps and games and games. And, you know, the, the left tackle's been there for a while and a couple of the guys that they've, uh, the running back's been there for a while. So everyone starts to get a real feel for it. Then you start adding pieces to that menu. Yes. Oh, well, now we'll do it with this type of jet sweep. Now we'll do it. We won't block the three technique instead of the defensive mm-hmm. end and we'll do this. And it creates this type of hole and, and they have. Uh, great creativity over there that has taken time, and I got to think the, the Vikings will add a little bit more creativity to that running game this year.
1: Right, so there's reason to think that they could still have a good offense. There's probably... A cap on how good that can be even if they get a new left guard one thing that they had this year was incredible health on offense adam thielen missed some time but their entire offensive line that started the season played in the playoffs and that doesn't happen all that often even san francisco lost their center and they found a way to make up for it but usually if you have good health one year it's a little bit of a struggle next year. We don't know if the person calling plays will be as good at calling plays as Kevin Stefanski was. Things like that. So, you know, there's always those questions. But even if we assume it's going to be a good offense, now there's a lot of holes to fix on the defensive side. Yeah,
0: they, they well, they spent some draft capital last year. So we do have some inexpensive, but yet very good offensive players Correct. right now. Correct, right. But, Two running backs on the cheap, right? Right. Number two tight end, sort number one tight end, on, but he won't be
1: on, on the cheap for much longer.
0: Yes, the, yeah, yeah. One of them. Okay, wide receiver is expensive, right? But but yep. after the top two, very inexpensive seems like to me, right? So. Um and the offensive line they they have a rookie center so he's very inexpensive but that it's, it's an interesting offense and this team's not getting any younger and these windows of you know adding more players and this guy's going to want to get paid and uh you know some of the defensive players who are paid a well uh, but not performing that well uh there's going to be some I think there's going to be a lot of change this offseason for Minnesota.
1: I think so too and that's why when we make the San Francisco comparison I think it was the last three years that the Vikings were San Francisco, they just didn't get there. Yeah, And now you're kind of not. You're kind of on the other side of the mountain a little bit. And this offseason will be, how do you get back to that level of team and usually it doesn't happen in one year and san francisco had to be horrible for two years to get some of the talent that they had so let's take a break we'll come back let's take a closer look at this actual super bowl matchup and how your entire former coaching staff is now <laughs> it's amazing in san francisco so we'll talk about that mahomes versus the san francisco defense uh it'll be fun to talk about when we return sage rosenfels in studio here on purple daily this holiday season peloton's got a gift for you